Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Shopping. And today we're going to be doing a actually a pick six on Christmas shopping. Yes, we are. As well as a review of Tawantin Suyu. Thanks for joining us for episode number 64. All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were here right now, you would see Dean, and he's by a Christmas tree, and he has games all around him. He has Christmas games all around him, and he has the biggest smile on his face. Dean, why is that? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming because it's Christmas time, and I like games. Dean has been getting, like, he requests every single Christmas game that's ever been made. Oh yeah. And like any new ones that come out, like he's like please give them to me. And if you go on like Twitter and stuff, you'll see pictures of his games by the tree. You're doing a video too, right, Dean? Okay, this was maybe a little more ambitious than I anticipated it would be. I saw that and I was like, you're going to have to make videos for all that stuff. One big video is what I had said. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm doing one big video to show off like some good family Christmas games to play, which yeah. should be out this week. That That's my... That's you my have to whole... play all those games. Oh, I've played them all. Okay. I've played all of them. Um, okay. Multiple times, actually. And But was that a lot? Uh, Yeah, but the yeah, the video itself is what is the ambitious part. Playing those games, for the most part, they're that's like... fun. 10 20 minute games like okay. they're really quick games okay. um some of them like i'm also including like santa's workshop christmas tree games that i've played a lot already and yeah. um, they're longer ones but i just you know but the newer ones that i've had to get are i think the most maybe like 30 minutes or something gotcha so there and you you're not interested in any of them i'm still going to be talking about them today John. i mean i'm slightly interested in some of them can i say that <laughs> all right there you go why am I Johnny shopping? Because what are we? What's what's going on this time of year? Uh, I don't know. What's Everybody, I was up till ten o'clock last night doing shopping. Let me ask you a question, Dean. Have you gone into a store to buy a Christmas present this year? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, a couple times. A couple times. Are you done with your Christmas shopping? Uh, no. For, yes, with my with my immediate family, yes, but outside of that, no. I'm almost done. I have not stepped foot into a store. It's been all online, baby. All online. Yeah. That'd be I, an interesting poll. I would imagine probably a lot of people are that way. This Especially year. with COVID and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Our our town, so where we live, we're like a suburb of Nashville, and all of these small towns come to our town to do all their Christmas shopping. So December is always like crazy traffic. It is. It's not been that way this year compared to of other, compared to other years. What do you think? Yeah, there is a, there's like a lot of schools and stuff too that are closed because of COVID. So yeah. like I, w I drove here this morning and it was like, whoa, there's like, there's nobody here. Two mornings in a row. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely lower. What do we have in, in Murfreesboro? About a hundred and, it used to be 150 now, maybe thousand people or something. Mm, sure. I don't know. It was like 130 a couple of years ago and we keep growing. Man, if the only there was a way to, to tell. Yeah, we uh, could do I'll, it. I'll do, I'll do that while you're I mean, talking about a is Meeple Town else? like... Are they on the edge of their seat waiting to know the exact population of Murfreestown, Murfreesboro? Yeah, I think so. I mean, since you brought it up, I think they are. Okay, so let's do two polls this morning while you pull that up, Dean. Two polls. Ready? Yeah, we're about 150, I think. Because 2018 was 141. We're one of the fastest growing 
cities in and ever <laughs> for the history of, of ever. <laughs> yes, we should we say the same about our podcast. <laughs> We are the. I'm just playing. We are the, the. We are the fastest. Hey, we are, we are one of the top gaming podcasts in Hungary. I heard about that, dude. <laughs> as soon as you said that, you made me hungry, and I'm not even kidding. That's not even a joke. Like my stomach started growling. <laughs> Maybe it's also because of the poll question I'm about to ask. This is one of the most important poll questions we've ever asked. Oh, do it. Ask it. Come on. It I'm was when I was it. thinking about some turkey the other day. Okay. White meat. Or dark meat. Oh, that's right. We had a conversation about this through text, you and I and Jonathan. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, a little conversation, not like a deep, not a, not a philosophical one, which I'd like to have right now. You do want to have that? Will you just answer Here's the what question? I said. In, here's no, what I said kidding. in the text. <laughs> I said that, okay, this is coming from a vegetarian, but I've, I've eaten a lot of meat in my day, right? All right. So I said, I really like white meat on sandwiches. You don't like you don't even like that. It's fine. You don't like white meat at all. I ate a white meat turkey sandwich. You know why? Because the entire family loves dark meat, and it got gobbled up as fast as. And now all we have is gobbled white. up. I see what That's you right. did there. You know what I'm saying. I like white meat turkey, by the way. I don't dislike either one of them, but I get why I get why people like. What do you prefer? Dark meat. It depends. It really just depends. Yeah. So you uh-huh. legit like if all right. So if let me ask you this: You're going to a Thanksgiving. You got a little buffet laying around. Mm-hmm. Someone, you're just going to get some turkey, put a little gravy on it. A little gravy? I'm a turkey. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to get? A little of both? Here's the thing. Okay, am I putting it on my plate or am I just picking it up to eat it? Because if I'm just picking it up to sample it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a piece of white meat, grab it, put it in my mouth. Wrong. If I'm putting it on my plate, it's a lot It's a lot <laughs> easier to handle white meat than it is dark meat, right? You're getting all goopy globbly gloop on your hands what do you think Mebletown thinks you play games when you eat dark meat with your hands yeah i like oh. gnaw on turkey legs oh. while i play viking games all the time actually have you seen my great. haircut lately look at this thing all right i'm going for a viking i want to become a viking oh, i was like what does that have to do with anything <laughs> i was like oh great that's that's awesome nice john haircut, you have a great john. haircut <laughs> okay i think people say white meat that's what i think wrong okay Meebletown was correct. The grain. Yeah. What percentage? Um, 60, 40, 70, 30, 65, 35, 58 to 42. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> this was actually really close for a while and I was getting frustrated. I'm like, how can anyone like white meat better than dark meat? It's dry. I mean, hold up. I can make a pretty juicy white meat, mm-hmm. but even with that, it's just not as flavorful and juicy as dark meat. That's right. So that's why that's 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 why my taste buds don't understand. Yeah, but I like both. I I like both. Yeah. I'm a really I mean, I'll eat white meat if that's a if that's if that's going on, but it's my last choice. I'm not a picky eater at all. I mean, me neither. I'll eat anything, but All right. Is that it? That was the only poll you did? No, you I did, did another one, but like that was really important. Okay. Jonathan, by the way, said that what, we're going to lo- he's going to lose friendship with me or something if I pick white meat. So maybe mm-hmm. you and him aren't friends anymore. No, I I like dark meat. I don't. I would say maybe I pre, I probably prefer dark meat, but I guess it's it, the it's, juicier, it's, more flavorful part of the the bird. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that. But situationally, I like white meat turkey sandwiches. So if you were liked, you liked. You know, if you're around vegetarians, they have to they make it a point that you know that I'm a vegetarian. 
I know. Vegans are worse. That I mean, I think I've told this to Meeple Town, but the first time Dean's family came over to my house, we had a couple families, and I ordered pizzas. And I said to myself, after I ordered the pizzas and stuff, I said, because I do usually ask. I'm like, oh, I hope no one's a vegetarian. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think they are. And then this, Dean was like, I'm a vegetarian. I, I was, stormed out. I felt bad. I was like, dude, I almost always ask because that's an important question. I just didn't think you were. I don't look like that. I don't look the type is what you thought. Yeah. You need to You're like profiling. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you need to look a little more like hippie-ish. That's right. That's right. Are we going to go back and talk about looks and what we wear? I just made some people angry when I said that. Anyone can be anything. There, there we go. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, next poll. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the possibilities right now. There's I'm, a million possibilities. I can be Superman right now. I know. All right. Okay. Here we go. Would you rather fly or be invisible, John? We've already had those discussions. Have we? It's absolutely fly. That's right. Okay. And the psychology behind it, right? You talked about this. You're a little less creepy if you want to. The it, someone asked the question. They had the psychology, and it is if you choose to fly, you like to like kind of protect and save people. If you choose invisible, you're a creep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something like like. It's something like that. Like, I can't remember the exact thing, but it's like if you choose invisibility, because you could creep, like, the people that want to fly also don't want to know what they would find out if they were invisible a lot of times. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I would want to be invisible. I don't know if I want to go into a room where people are talking about me and I just get to hear all the horrible things they say about me behind my back. Like, uh, like Scrooge, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, would you? Or would you be okay with that? Would you like that? Okay. The... I would choose flying too, but I think that I could see somebody who would want to choose invisibility that just doesn't want to be like, doesn't want to be seen, Yeah, you know, like just wants their own, They're like I just want to sit in a corner and read a book without anyone bothering me. You can do that if you're invisible. Uh, well, there are some advantages, would be some advantages in invisibility. You could fly to the top of a mountain and do the same thing, I guess, to be alone. But, like, the things that you would do, the things that, like, robbing people and stuff, I just don't want to do. You understand? Oh, like, like, I'm, like I do. a lot of the benefits, <laughs> a lot of the benefits to being invisible, I just don't want to do. And that's the problem. It's, you still, if I was okay with that, if that was my jam, then I would love to be invisible. I just walk into a bank. But you can see floating money, right? Unless it's like an invisibility cloak and it can be hidden under that cloak. Yeah. But who cares? I mean, it would freak everyone out, and then you would still get it. Oh, that's right. You think anyone's going to try to snatch money that's floating in the air out? If they knew that there was an invisible guy, yeah, probably. If you were running, they would be like, what the? Yeah. And then you would just freak everybody out, and you could go, or make some kind of a weird noise. Turkey. Yeah. Make a turkey noise. (laughs) It's an invisible turkey. (laughs) Stealing money from a bank. (laughs) That's that's quite the situation there. Okay. You going to do another poll, though? Is that what the poll is? No, it's a, and I I guess I messed this poll up. I had a couple people tell me that I should have had a different another option on here, and I I don't disagree with them actually. I I thought I was going to take over the polls because you're you're consistently, go ahead take over the polls. <laughs> you're consistently adding. Oh, by the way, okay, let me say this before you do this. People want us to do the poll in the um, in guild. the guild. Okay. Uh, we've had lots of requests for this, so John has agreed to without fail put that <laughs> to put the poll in the guild as well. But we're going to ask... Oh, I have? I thought you were going to do that. Oh, no, no, no. That's you. You're the the poll guy. I'm not even supposed to see the polls. Okay. 
Um, so John's going to do it in both. And then we're going to math, math it out. And he has, it, we, we're asking that if you do it, only do it in one so it doesn't throw the numbers off, right? That's a good point. And preferably, it's an honor system. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, preferably, 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 preferably. <laughs> the invisible turkey again. Can you do a poll in the guilds? Or do you just have yes. to ask? You yeah, can actually you can. do a poll. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, then no preference then. All right. Approximately how many board games will you be getting for Christmas? One to two. Three to five, six to ten, or over ten games. I should have put zero as a choice, but I didn't. One to two. This was extreme. This was razor thin margins. No. Three to five. That's correct. Okay. Should have gone with my gut on that one. What do you think about the others? You think that they were relatively close to? Like it was a. Oh, you just said they're razor thin, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Wrong, actually. Those two were <laughs> those two were razor thin margins. Okay. It's, listen to this: forty eight percent, forty seven point six, said three to five. Forty six point three percent said one to two. Okay. Only three point seven said six to ten, and only two point four said over ten games. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you: Let's just get to know Dean. How many board games will you be getting this Christmas? Uh, I don't think I'm getting any. Yeah, I don't. I didn't request any. Um, I just we have a lot of games. We have a lot of games, and we have a lot coming in. That I'm feeling a little. We go through those seasons where you, I feel a little overwhelmed with all the games that we have to get played and reviewed. I'm in that place right now, so so I don't think so. I don't think I'm getting any. Yeah, so we have. I mean, we had a decent amount of comments here. I'm going to say like gaming rules said. Um, you know, zero's no option. My response. You can see my response. He's probably the same. He gets it. Well, that's what I said. I said, so here's your new question. How many games do you have on your to-do pile? He said, honestly, about 40. 40. (laughs) Wow. I need to respond. I didn't respond at all. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, But there was a couple others that said, like Board Game Man said zero. Johnny Pack said, uh, every week feels like Christmas. When you have a problem like I do, I buy about 10 games a month. That's a lot of games. It is. If you, he he posts pictures of his collection sometimes. He's yeah. got he has you know we talked about Paris last week. He's a, he's a big um, Kramer Kiesling fan. Did he talk about that right game? That. Well, he had show. I think it was him that had showed a um, like a shelfie of all of his Kiesling games or Cromer games or, or maybe combined. And it was it was a lot. That's awesome. It was a lot. Yeah, uh, I will say that definitely a board game podcast said I love that zero is not an option. That's definitely the right attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's good. That's good stuff. I like that. I think that was a great response. So where you said that you're at zero, so you're not getting any games this year. Uh, okay. That is not entirely true because I'm buying something. Does that count? Is it a Christmas gift for yourself? No. It's just No, it doesn't count. Okay. How many board games will you be getting for like Christmas? Like I'm looking under the Christmas tree, how many board games are there for me? Zero. Zero. Yeah. Does that happen pretty frequently? Um you know, okay, on a normal Christmas, I would say one to two, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh huh. Yeah. I would say that's pretty normal for me. We don't do a ton of, like, we don't do a ton of presents anyway for, for my wife and I. It's, you know, we get them for the kids and we'll get a couple for ourselves, but that's, that's we, I've got family and stuff that, like, ask me. Like, I've got brother and sister. I have yeah. my wife's family who want her, my parents who like to give me stuff, her brothers get me stuff. Like, so I am at five or six right now that I know that I'm getting. And you know I'm what not they gonna, are? Yep. 
I know what they all are. I buy them. Bas- <laughs> basically, I just tell people to pay me back. Here's the problem with it. Can you share, or is this hidden information until after well, Christmas? Well, I think after Christmas. Okay. We'll share what we got. All right. Well, is, I, I can go ahead and tell you. I'm probably not getting anything. Well, that's a big bummer. I <laughs> I'll share what I get and take the spotlight for a while. So maybe we should do that. We should do that in the guild. I want to hear what people get for Christmas. I would. That's that's a great. That's a maybe even on Twitter we could say what games did you get for Christmas? I'd like to know. Okay. <clears throat> so here's the problem I found. Amazon is what I've done oftentimes in the past and created an Amazon list. But when you get to when it's popular games, they're good prices on Amazon. But when I'm talking about like ultra popular, I'm talking about the Azules and stuff like that. Usually right. it's pretty good prices. But when you get to popular games in our hobby, but just kind of like medium weight Euro games and stuff, um, Heaven and Ale or something like that, they're not as they're cheaper on Mini Mart or Cool Stuff Inc. or Game Nerd. I'm gonna say a bunch of them. Uh, Card House, Boardlandia, <laughs> Boardlandia had a really good sale during. Um, they did. I yeah. I missed one. I on bought there three that games. I, really I got three games on there for that, but. <clears throat> so there's three of my Christmas gifts right there. And then I got two more coming besides that. Maybe three. Yeah, I got six games coming. Um, that's a lot, though. I feel like that's too much because we get so many review games. I don't want to learn that many games. But because of that, it's so hard to tell people to get me this game when I can go get it for $10 cheaper on this other website. Oh, like, right. I can't come yeah. up with a list and say, here's some games. I want the list. Because especially also if you order from a mini mart or something, then you're going to pay shipping unless you get up to $100 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, they're all different, $75 to $125, you know, depending on where you go. So, like, I'll, this year I was just like, you know what? Like, I'll just buy them, and I'll find the best deals. And, you know, Eagle Griffin had a good deal on some on games. Dude, they had a really good man. sale. I really, I got a great deal on a game from them. I really, really wanted to get something from them or two things from them, and I decided against it. So. That was a mistake. Was it? I don't know. We, but we, we, we get a lot of review copies. I'm Dean, a vegetarian. I'm used to mistakes. Dean asks for everything. I just want everybody to know before we get into what we've been playing lately. He <laughs> has a stack of like hundreds of games to review because he's just like, oh, I want that. Let me ask for it. Oh, I want that. And I'm, and I'm like, Dean, stop asking for games. But we have a rule now that if I'm not really into it, or he's not really into my game that we ask, then we just do a, our own videos so it doesn't. I just don't want to be overwhelmed. Yeah, I don't selfish? have 100 games. I have maybe, other than the Christmas games, that's the exception right now. Because that, that was I'm something, start counting in my head something I was doing. Um, maybe 10 at the most. At the most, I would say. But I do have a few coming I up. I have zero. That's not right. Yeah. I, as soon that's as I post right. this video for uh, Scapegoat. Oh, I can talk about that today. You can do a segue. Can we talk about games we've been playing? That's exactly what I'm going to say. Right. I got two games I'll talk about. All right. Well, let me start. I got three. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to talk about two at the same time, though. Hurry it that? up. Okay. The two I'm talking about at the same time. <laughs> I don't even know why I say John. Yeah, he's laughing on the outside, but... I'm like, oh, yeah. ...seething on the inside. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about these two Christmas games at the same time because they are ones that are pretty similar. The first one is... The final one of those, uh, the Funko games. Remember, I've been talking about those little Funko uh, small box games. Mm-hmm. The last one that I had not played yet was Gremlins Holiday Havoc card game. You like Gremlins, the movie? Yeah. You know, it's been a really long time since I've seen that movie, though. This, that was an intense way to respond This has to made that. me want to watch the movie um, big time because it's, it just brings up all these memories. I haven't seen the movie in probably 30 years. It's been a long time. Anyway. Gremlins Holiday Havoc card game is a speed game, not something that I typically really enjoy. 
I'm not great at speed games. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was actually, I did pretty good at this one considering the, the next game that I'll talk about. So in this game, you each have your own location and all you're doing is it's, you, you have the cards divided up among the players. You're flipping cards onto your location. So I'll flip a card to my location randomly, like just flipping it. As soon as you have two of a kind out there, you're going to slap them and take that stack. There are these fountain cards. There's more to it than just that. Like the, the gizmo card comes out. Those are all gremlins. Then the gizmo card comes out and you don't want to slap gizmo. You have to slap everything else but gizmo. You're trying to gain as many cards. What if you slap gizmo? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Nothing happens. You lose the game. You don't. I mean, look at Gizmo. You don't want to slap him. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if you do, what happens? You don't. He eats your face. You no, it's Gizmo. Yeah, but he's pretty nasty. He, no. Anyway, so <laughs> you're slapping those cards, taking them. There's fountains. When the fountain comes out, you slap the fountain, take all those. When that fountain card comes out twice, then that ends the game. It's really, it's just 15 minutes on the box. Really quick, simple game like all of these are. All these Funko ones are. Um this one's kind of cool, but again, I'm not a big I'm not a big speed guy. Yeah. All right. Now the next one. Sam, Did your wife like that one? Because she um, is a speed gal. I'm gonna let me let me get to that when I talk okay. about uh, Santa Cookie Elf Candy Snowman. I get. I'm telling you something that already turns me off. Okay. I like. I'm. I get tired of these bear baby something 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 and taco goat cheese pizza the that. I don't, I'm well, just, first off, they may be some really great games, but I'm turned off by those those titles. It's Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. Pizza. I okay? know. You like that game too? This is the exact same game. It's the Christmas version of that game. Yeah. That makes um, that makes a lot of sense. I will say this. That solves a lot of mysteries in my mind. It's not that I don't love the game. It's just not it's again, it's a speed game. It's not for me. But my wife loves it. My kids love it. All of my like sisters all of that family they love they it. love it my wife introduces this to her students in the classroom they love it i mean everybody that's you know that likes these type of games has really loved it um, i'm not saying the games are bad i'm just saying that i personally get turned off by these titles for some reason you ever just have something that just gets on your nerves now okay yes yes <laughs> but in taco cat goat cheese pizza that was i felt the same way and santa cookie elf candy snowman it helps to have that as the name on the box so that you can see what those are. Because what you're going to do is you're flipping a card over from your stack, just like Gremlins. I flip a card over, and if I start it off, I say Santa. Then the next person says Cookie. Then the next person says Elf. If what you're flipping over is actually the things that you're saying, you want to slap the stack, okay? There's okay. only one stack in this one. But if it's this not. one's the reverse. You want to get rid of all your cards. That's okay. how you win the game. Okay. So if you're the last one to slap it, you have to take all those cards, and then you start the new one. Okay. Um, the, there's also the, uh, what is it? Reindeer. And if a reindeer comes out, everyone has to make these reindeer horns with their hands and then slap the pile. If it's the, the drum, you have to say parumpa pum pum and then slap it. And then if it's the sounds silent like, night, you say sounds like my nightmare and then slap it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People love, love this game that we've introduced this to now. So these are really similar games. Which one, which one would I need? If I love these type of games, are you which asking one yourself rhetorical questions? This is what the people out there are asking, John. They're, they're wondering, <laughs> give which the one people what they want. <laughs> Santa cookie elf candy snowman or taco cat goat cheese pizza is, <laughs> is more approachable from a larger audience. Like okay. my kids can play that game. No problem. And in fact, John, I'm terrible at this game. I, okay. I mean, absolutely awful. My five-year-old beats me. Eight-year-old beats me. Everybody beats me in this game. Gremlins, I actually did much better, but I think it's harder for kids to grasp, younger kids to grasp that one, 
because there's a little there's some extra rules in there. It's okay. not too much more. Like they still played it and they were fine. But got you. Anyway, I think I think the Santa Cookie Elf Candy Snowman is a little more approachable. You like it a little better, maybe. Uh, person, are you personally like the other one better? But that one's more approachable. I don't know. I maybe I slightly prefer the Gremlin one, but that's only because I actually did well at that one. I think I won. Yeah, I did. I won that one handily, actually, when we played it. Wow. But the other one, I lose. I you mean, really do pick games based on how well you win or don't perform. In this case, because they're so similar, absolutely. <laughs> I was catching up on our podcasts. I do when I go running, and I hadn't ran as much because I had COVID. But I was listening to Kenu, and I, and I was like, that's why I gave it a seven and a half because he lost to me twice. Yeah. And that's why we'll see what he gives this game we're talking about today, but I bet he gives it a higher score. I beat John by like he 200 points. <laughs> by 200 points, game, which is why the game is a 10 for me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let me talk about a game. Ooh, that, I will talk about that, though. Okay, can, let me t- Let me talk real quick about a game that you would think, why, John, are you – did you requ- – I requested this game. Why are you reviewing this game and what the game title is? Do you know what it is, Dean? Uh, I just said a second scapegoat. ago. Scapegoat. Hey, so, why did you request that? Yes. I mean, that sounds like I am, you know, mid to mid-heavy or whatever. Euro is my jam, right? You know that. But I requested a social deduction quick 15 to 30-minute game. Why? Because I'm looking for... Whenever we played Feed the Kraken... I know we talk about this game a lot with my family... My boys fell in love with it, and I'm trying to find some more quick dedu- social deduction games. Um, I, I, I need to get just One Night Ultimate Werewolf for them. I think that they would really like that game. They, they like love the werewolves, They love right? werewords. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Werewolf is a lot of fun. Yeah, I need to get them that. Um, they would love that game, actually. So that's one I should just went ahead about. But so there's this game called Scapegoat, and that was by, it's by Indie Cards and Games. And in this game, what's interesting, Dean, is that what you're doing is you have your, you know, criminal mastermind. You already got that, right? You guys just you robbed the bank. I think we got like the golden hoof or something, you know, crazy like that. Are you an invisible turkey? You're not an invisible turkey. Okay. But, but if, if I was, then I could really steal the golden hoof and then I'd be off. But here's the interesting thing. The cops are coming at you and you're, everyone is going to, they got to find a scapegoat to blame it on. Wait, are you actually goats in this game? Yes. You're all goats. I'm rolling my eyes right now. You're, there's a lot of goat puns in this game. Oh, a man. lot of goat puns. Like, it's that's it's, really why you got it. <laughs> that's exactly why I got it. Like, even yeah, uh, you know, I think there's like a sticker on yep on someone's laptop that says goat milk and. Is there like the goat like the greatest I don't think, of all I don't time? Know if, yeah, yeah. Mean? I don't know if they have that on there. Okay. But what happens is now that the cops are coming at you, your team is picking a scapegoat to just throw to the wind. I don't uh-huh. care. Give them. I like that. Give that scapegoat <laughs> to the cops. But here's the interesting thing: you open up by rolling dice, and everyone looks on the back of their player card, and everyone has a color, and that person is a scapegoat, with the exception of one person who has a different color, and they're the scapegoat. So you don't know if you're the scapegoat in this game. Okay. So you are trying to figure out while you're playing this game and basically you're just getting cards um, of other people's different colors and someone can call a whatever and you and everyone slap if everyone slaps down red and Dean's red except for Dean then he gets blamed but, but if I Dean figures it out and goes to the cops first then Dean wins the game so you're watching people like what So the co- cops are on their way. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure this out. You're trying to figure out if you need to go to the cops or not cuz if you go to the cops and you're wrong, whoever the scapegoat was wins the game and you lose along with all the other players. 
So you, it, as soon as someone goes to the cops, the game's over. Or if someone tries to frame the scapegoat and everyone plays the same card, except for the scapegoat. Okay. I think you would like this game. Maybe. I, I do like social deduction games. I don't know you would like... So Thematically, I, that sounds kind of interesting, actually. It is interesting. I will say that, like... It's it's very difficult to make those decisions on what information because th- in this game it says you can give anyone anything you want you can kick them under the table you can do whatever but if I if I there's different actions that you can take so let's just say you spy my hand and I, I show you my hand so you're spying my hand to see if I've got your card in there or something because you're like hey I better find out if Red's in John's hand if it is I'm a little bit suspicious mm-hmm. you might want to spy someone else's hand but you take too long to figure it out then they're gonna frame you but I, maybe I tap on green because I'm just trying to go. Hey, it's the green person. Because I don't know if you're the scapegoat or I'm the scapegoat. And you see that I didn't. I tapped on green, and you think that it's blue. And now you're like, well, shoot. Well, I know for sure that it's either me or John. Was this good? I liked it. Okay. But I didn't. I felt like it was It was kind of unforgiving. And, like, if you give information, like, it's you have to really be careful about how you give the information and try to figure it out. And it's more, I think it's all very pokerish because you have to read people. Like you have to figure out when you give a little bit of information out, you have to read. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but for example, the last game I played, I tapped on a card and my son kind of gave me not a, it wasn't a, it was an interesting reaction. It wasn't like negative, but I was like, that's suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then I did it to my wife and she went like, I just gave Dean like a face like, what are you, t- why, why are you saying? It? And I'm like, oh, well you just gave it away because <laughs> Noah just gave a weird uh, thing. And then now Larissa, you just gave me a weird thing. Go to the cops. And I was the scapegoat. So it's it's interesting. I I my family didn't like it. It was it was a little confusing for them to figure out how to play it well. Okay. Though it's soup it's simple, but they also said that it was a little a little confusing. Like my 10 and 12 year old was like what cards do I get? Why would I go to that action? Why would I do that? If it was just a simpler like let's just argue out social deduction, they like that better. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I the thing that appeals to me is that you have something to go off of. Like One Night Ultimate Werewolf, you really have to play with the right group because you don't have anything to go off of. Yeah. Really. I mean, you, you kind of you do. Like things get switched around and all that. And, oh, I think I maybe maybe heard somebody move over here, that sort of thing. But that's it, you know. And I still, I still like it. Yeah. You know, I've still played that game tons of times. But having information from cards that you can show people or whatever. It's different. And also, when you go to an action spot, you not only do the action, but there's a card at every action spot and you have to pick that card up. Mm -hmm. So if you see that, you know, you're red and there's a red card there, you're debating in your mind, do they really want that action or are they just trying to pick up my red card so they can frame me? Oh, yeah. And so you're you're ultra analyzing every, you're like super analyzing every dead gun move someone makes. And trying to figure it out with them, I thought it was a pretty fun game. Actually, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd like I, to try. That I thought it was. I thought he, I thought that he did a really good job with this. Um, it didn't blow my mind. My family didn't like it, so this one may have to get out of the collection. But I would like to play it with some adults, maybe that are okay. into social deduction games before I make a decision on whether it stays in my collection or not. Yeah, yeah, I'll check. I'll check that one out with you sometime. All right, last one I'm going to talk about. This is going to be very brief because this is an app um, that I'm actually going to do a video for this. John hasn't had a chance to play this. They sent us a code for it. Yeah, I've opened it up, and then I started to play a game, and I went, oh, man, i got to relearn this game. (laughs) And so I haven't had a chance, but I'm definitely going to get to it. So this is the game we reviewed. It was our first 2020 game, if I remember right. This was Oceans. 
by North Star Games. And in John and I, going back to January that we did this, I think, I'd have to go back and look. Uh, we both gave this game an eight. And replaying Oceans on the app version, I'm reminded why I like this game so mm. much. Now, here's what I here's some things that I like about this app. One, it is free. The app is free to get to learn how to play the game. You can play through. Now you can you can pay to um, to get some you know extra cards and, and different game modes and things. You can do pass and play. You can um, have a higher AI level that you can play against with that with that code but just to learn how to play the game and play against ai it is um it's free to play in this game you are you have cards and you're going to be playing these cards and building up these different species in the ocean Uh and they if you've ever played evolution or anything like that what you're doing is you're putting down traits and so as you're putting these traits down onto these different species they're going to get more and more powerful and be able to do different things then you're going to be attacking the other players or getting fish from a reef but you have to eat and you can only have one species that eats every time but if you have one species that eats you might have some other parasites or you know you know bottom feeders or whatever that are going to be uh they're going to be taking food from that animal when they eat um it's a pretty simple game to play but it's it's a lot of fun. I really, yeah. really, really, really am reminded really why thematic. I love this game so much. It is. It is real thematic. Now, it can be mean. It can be mean, but it doesn't really feel that mean. Um, now, I was playing against AI, so maybe that's why it was. I'd have to go back and watch our review to see what we said about that. My but. wife didn't like the game because it was... She didn't quite like it period but then it was it's, i mean it's mean i mean you're attacking each other and stuff like that and she's not a fan of those types of games i'm fine with it if you've now i've only played evolution and oceans i like oceans a lot better a lot better mm. um but that's just me and and i think this app version is a no-brainer i mean i love when companies do this when they put out apps that you can just play for free to learn how to play the game now you can uh, even even with the the DLC, it's only like a dollar or two dollars. It's not very much um, for the for the downloadable content. Yeah, um, I know Silver did this. Bezier Games, when you know they have the the app for Silver that's free to learn how to play the game. Because I think it's really gonna sell the game. Now the app is a lot of fun, but the physical copy of the game is where it's at. Uh, you know, yeah. having those cards in your hand, the components of this were really good. Now we had the the deluxe version of it, but even the regular components I thought were really good for this game. So that's Ocean's. I've got the app of both of those now. Uh, for evolution mm-hmm. and yeah yep yep anyway so that's that's definitely check out the app for that one and and probably the game because the game is a lot of fun yeah I, it's one of those ones that have been sitting on my shelf for a long time that i've been wanting to get to the table again to because i gave it a pretty good score too but my wife just absolutely doesn't want to play it and you know how that goes so maybe the app is the way to go john we'll, well, you we'll and talk about that again in the future sometime. but i did just want to mention that because i've been playing that a lot a whole lot yeah so I'm going to give you a game that I've been playing lately. It's one that I've wanted to play for a long time. I can tell you what I got for my birthday, Dean. You want to know what two Happy games? Happy birthday, John. Oh, we already did this. Oh. You know what two games I got for my birthday? Uh, No. The Gallerist and Anachrony. Oh, oh, boy. How about that? Do I have to play those? Do you, you want to play both of them? I know I do, but they're real heavy, though. Yeah, I've played both of them, and I'll, I'm going to talk about the Gallerist today. I'll talk about Anachrony because I'm I'm ready to get another another play of that. Maybe you and I can play Anachrony. I think you would love Anachrony. How about that? Okay, I could be wrong. I think you would really like. All right, it. let's hear about Gallerist. See, I've so, actually both of those are ones I've been looking forward to. Yeah, so I've I, this is my first Lacerda game. Let me say that right off the bat. Like this, this there is a there is a man, a man, a man named Lacerda. 
who some people believe is the greatest thing that has ever happened to board games. Right? A lot of people do. Oh, people love him. Love him. And so I have been, honestly, I have stood back. <clears throat> Let's just create a little suspense and drama. I stood back for John a long time. Drama. Because why, Dean? Why have I not played his games? You tell me. I don't know. You're scared? I don't I don't know. I Too much hype. That's what it is, right? They're ridiculously expensive. Oh, okay. There we go. You should have figured that out by me. Sorry, like, I don't want to spend $130 for a game that I've never played before. That's it, right? Am I saying that it's totally not worth it? No. If you're going to play a game a lot, 130 bucks could be, it could totally, it's totally, it could be worth it. Absolutely. Whoa. What? That was a big sound. What just happened? <laughs> Someone slammed a door in our, at Meeple Town. <laughs> Scared us both. I kind of jumped a little bit. I thought the house was caving in. <clears throat> <laughs> was that that funny? <clears throat> no, but I'm choking oh. on something now. <laughs> I was like, ah, I didn't, I didn't realize that was Choking on that some good. saliva. And so I found a good deal on this game and I went ahead and picked it up. But I also was a little hesitant because this is a fairly heavy game. And my wife, I would say around the weight of three is her real jam. Like Me too. Yeah. she. Lo- we played Glenmore 2 the other night. She just loves that game. It's like perfect for her. Absolutely loves it. Um, she's really excited about Viscounts or Viscounts, excuse me, of the West Kingdom. Like those are her. She likes those types of games. You have that one. That's one game. That's yeah. true. I do. You're right. There we go. You're right. right. Thank you, Dean. I forgot I had that one. That's right. I do have one. Um, but th- in this game, it's it's an economic game. You own your own gallery. It's actually extremely thematic, Dean. Isn't it? You got you got your own gallery on the board, and you're going and you're discovering artists. First of all, I love the only, look of this game. Only one artist is discovered. If you discover an artist, then guess what? They owe you a work of art, and you get to any time in the game, get it at the cheapest price that they start with. But you can only have one of those folks at a time. So you're basically just buying low and selling high in this game. You're owning your own uh, art gallery. There's a little bit of set collection when it comes to in-game scoring based on what you have in your gallery or what you have sold. But you're selling paintings. Um, you're selling sculptures, um, different things like that. You have your own gallery, and it's pretty neat the way that the meeples work. You put the meeples in your lobby or in your gallery, and you're moving them back and forth with tickets. Some actions you can do because they're in the lobby, but some of the big engine building things are in your gallery. So you're kind of balancing when to put them in the lobby then when to move them into the gallery. There's a lot of just different Things like uh, on your turn, you're going to move your uh, pawn into one of four spots only, Dean. And if you kick, if someone else had a meeple there, an assistant they left behind, or their pawn was there, then they actually are going to get an action after you're done with yours. So you also have that interesting, like, I'm going to go here, but Dean's there, so Dean's going to get an extra action if he wants. But the best part of this game, in my opinion, there's a lot of combos. Like, you go here, and it unlocks this to give you this kind of stuff. But they have this um, influence track that is absolutely brilliant in this game, I feel like. And on the influence track, Dean, you can spend influence to gain extra actions. You can spend influence to increase the fame of the artist that you have their painting, which increases their value. You can spend influence to increase to get money. And so it's on one track, too. And you're going back to certain spots based on what you want to unlock or what you want the benefit to be. So you're constantly not only trying to... You're doing your actions, but you're trying to best play this influence track that you have right here. Because if I want to take this action now, I'm going to have to go back five spots on the influence track to get it. But if I was only one spot above that icon, then I only have to go back one spot to get that extra action. Does that make sense? Yeah, so depend, so. You know what I mean? So depending yeah. on where you're at, it just has little things. And so you're like trying to time everything right so that you get the actions as cheap as possible, actually. Or the bonuses as cheap as possible. 
it's a it's a very fun game. I I absolutely understand why people. This is rated 56 overall. I've only played one time. It's very fun. I will say that I wasn't like blown out of my mind about this game. Like I I thought it was a very solid, good game. I want to play it more. But it, I, it's not like this is in my top 10. I think this is just amazing. It this, could. It could be a creeper game that I just need to play more. But I, I liked it, though. This is the one that I'm most looking forward to playing out of his, I think. Uh, and I, I'm glad that you got it because I really have been wanting to try this yeah. for a while. This uh, And, you know, that's not – heavy games aren't usually my jam, but I've been told that if I – because it's thematic. Uh, by Jonathan, yeah, because it's it's thematic and it's not like the complexity doesn't come from the rule set. It's just from doing well in this game, yep. the way I understand it. So I, I really want to try this one. Um, yeah. I can't wait to play it again. It was very good. Okay. Will you teach me this one? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Let's, let's do that. Let's get on to our review of Tawantan Suyu. All right, Meeple Town. So... We did a top 10 games that we're most looking forward to list, what, a few months ago, Dean? Something like that? And, Something like that. And um, this was on it. Because why? Tell me why, Dean. Because it's a heavy game. No. <laughs> it's uh, David Turtsy? Because it's David Turtsy. Like, I, 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 I just talked about anachrony that I, that I got. Uh, I will. I'm going to save that for later. We'll do a review or something. But I'll tell you, I thoroughly enjoy that game. Um, but I'll give you more deets on that later. And so he has. Well, look at this. Look at this theme, Dean. You see this? Where, see, I'm, why do I say look at this? It, that, that doesn't make good radio, does it? Because they're not looking at it. Am I do you want me, to, you want me to read this? Yeah, go ahead. The great Sapa Inca uh, Pachacuti turned to his offsprings and ordered them to worship Inti, the sun god, and to expand the Inca empire as far as the Lamas Rome. Do you like these like Inca games and stuff like that, Mayan games and different themes? Is that a theme draw you in or no? No, I like them. I don't know what it is about them. Yeah, I don't I, dislike it. Yeah. It's just not one that it's not one that draws me in for sure. Yeah, I like it. So, how do you play this game? So, on your turn, there is a a pentagon, a giant pentagon on the board, which is <clears throat> you're going to have your high priest. Giant, by the way. Giant. When he yes, says giant, it's a big board. It's big. You're going to have your high priest on one of the five sections of that. What you're going to be doing is sending out your workers to collect resources, to get weavings, to build tapestries, to get corn, to get taters, to build gods, to do all these things. Um, and you can send them to any section, and there's also three, um, what would you call that, three terraces. The top terrace, the bot, the middle terrace, and the, and the bottom terrace. Um, you're going to be sending them out to different sections of the Pentagon, but also different terraces. What's interesting about this game is, one of the things, is that... Wherever your high priest is, wherever you're sending your worker, you're going to have to pay, send them, you know, on a, they're going on a journey. When they're far away, you got to send them more food to be able to go out there. So if they're really far away from your high priest and down on that third terrace, it could be really expensive to send your worker, but you might want to go to one of those spots. When your worker gets to a spot, <clears throat> you're going to have to either play a gold um, or you're going to have to play a god card that has a symbol that matches the spot you're going to, or you can't go to that spot, Dean. But then whenever you go there, you're going to look for the other colors. And if there are the same color that you placed on that meeple, because there's different color meeples, we'll talk about those. If there are the same colors for however many are adjacent to that meeple, you're going to get that many actions. So if you put a red and there's two adjacent, you're going to get three actions on that spot. And there's only ever three 
things that you can do whenever you place your meeple down there. Um, but if you got, and you have to spread out your actions, you know, you have to do each one once if you do that. But if you had four actions, you could do another one twice. Interesting other few things about the game. So you're either going to be placing your meeple out on the board with a god card or a um, gold, or you're going to be taking two, uh, what are those called? Kind of auxiliary actions or whatever, whatever they Secondary actions, that's what they're called, aren't they? Yeah. Which involve um, getting extra god cards, if you want to, uh, getting cards that are going to help you uh, build a military. We'll talk about that during the gameplay. Or moving your high priest and getting some pretty big actions with your high priest, potentially. Some that will produce different things, some that will help you go up this uh, temple track that you can go up. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get into the weeds of this game. But you're either going to be putting your meeple and getting... It's pretty simple with that aspect of it. You're going to be getting the goods and all that stuff. But there are a ton of spots on this board. Or you're going to be getting cards or doing, you know, different... You know, getting military things or whatever. There's also area control. I guess I could say that really quickly. There's a there's an action that you can go with your military cards. And there's four areas of area control where you're taking your military and flipping them over or killing them off. Um, in order to get bonuses, but for whoever in the middle of the festivals, this game has three festivals and the game's over. Whoever um, whoever has the most discs in one of those four sections, you get victory points based on how many people are dead, based on some of that stuff. It's I'm trying very, to explain the game. game. I'm trying to explain this game without going too deep into the weeds of this. Do you want to just go ahead and start talking about art and components now? It's a victory point game at the end of three festivals. Whoever has the most points wins. It's a violent game, right? Maybe like a zombie. That's <laughs> you're stuck on that. Like a zombie side type of game. Not at Is all. That? No. <laughs> you want me to talk about the art and components? Yes. Um, from afar, all right. Uh, I, okay, let's start with the box. What do, you, what do you think of the box? You like the art on this? I like the box art. I don't like the logo. I'm a big, Sorry, I'm I'm a big font guy. Yeah, like, I do. Like, I do a lot of logos and stuff. I that's just... I just, I'm not a huge fan of that. But besides that, the box art is is pleasant. I don't think you're gonna like it because you don't like brown tones. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't really care for the box that much. It, it does not. Not much about that draws me in. It's a pretty picture, though. A pretty sure painting drawing. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's bad. It, it just doesn't really for, like for a bo- for a board game. You're saying it's not drawing you in. Yeah. 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 It doesn't doesn't draw me in. Yeah. Uh, I I like it less than uh, Tikinu. Not, yeah. not the same artist, though, I don't believe, but it's just, you know. But what about the board and all that stuff? It brightens up a whole lot whenever you... Right? It does. Um, now, okay, when you're looking at the board from afar, I think it doesn't... Again, nothing about it really draws me in. It's just like this giant pentagon with all these symbols on there. Tons of icons. Tons of icons, which is not... None of that's difficult, by no. the way. But when you're just looking at this... Again, nothing really draws me in. When you talked about this game, John, um, that was that was the thing I looked at. I looked at the board, and I immediately said no. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like it's when you lot. when you had that on your list of games you were most looking forward to, Tekinu seemed interesting. This did not. Uh, but the closer you get, there is there are some cool details in the art on the board. Yeah. Of this that you don't get from looking at it from afar, but when you're sitting around there for a while, you start looking at it and say, oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like the art of the board. I think it looks pretty. I think it's nice. I like the art on the tiles that you get. Um, the weavings, I mean, are just like patterns and stuff, but they they look kind of pretty whenever you lay in those out. Part of it is the style. I think for me too. Like I don't that that style. Um, 
you know that what you would think of when you're playing an Incan game, I guess. I like that style. That's probably why. Yeah, and I, I think for me, it just doesn't really grab me. I guess, and not again, none of that's bad. Yeah, um, it's just not your preference. Yeah, and as far as the components go, it's mostly meeples disc. Um, there is the high a, priest. The high priest cool. meeple is really cool. I like that a lot. That's probably my favorite. What about the god? You got the little god cards. That means cardboard, but. Those are uh, cool. The stock the statu- is, is the good, but like the way it looks just doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I, guess. I like it quite a bit, but this is once again my alley. This is like a forty something, fifty dollar game that, and again, I will. Someone's calling me. Whoops, I thought that was you, Dean. I was like, I don't know what that noise is. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's whenever you have Gmail open and someone telemarkets your Gmail. Oh. I didn't um, know that was a thing. But I'm just saying, like, this is, like, my jam as always, right? Like, I, I generally like something that's 50 bucks under that has a lot in the box. Give me cardboard. Give me meeples. I'm happy. Yeah, and, and again, don't misunderstand me because I guess it's once, good. It's once good we get quality. to the gameplay, you don't really need a lot of the things that, you know, you know, I don't need actual miniature, you know, God tokens out there, plastic miniature God tokens. I think you it's... got the stairs. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. The, like stairs, the, stairs? the stairs are wooden stairs that are 3D. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's good. Okay, so I, I actually quite. I'm very happy with the art and components. That's just me personally. So, Dean, what do you think about the gameplay, though? You were not. You were not excited about this game. I gotta tell you, I was not, John. Yeah, I, I knew it. Like I knew that I was. It was kind of one of those ones that I was. He wanted to do it because it was such a popular game, for for midweight, mid to heavyweight Euro fans. This is people have been talking about this a lot. This is on the heavier side, so it's weighted four. It's weighted four right now. That's still, I think it's still kind of early. I don't remember exactly when this game came out, but it hasn't been out that long, right? No, I uh, bought it in November, I believe. Okay, so yeah, it hasn't hasn't been out that long, um, so it could be higher or lower, but that's what it is right now. Um, okay, this had a lot of things going against it for me going into it. The weight was one that I just, you know, I, I don't tend to, to to flock towards the heavier games. Yep. Um, the look of it didn't really draw me in. The theme doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, but the game has a lot of really cool things going for it. One, I'm just going to mention this right off the bat, because I, th- I think this might be one of your favorite things too, John. That's the the meeples, when you place them out there, you mentioned this, they have different they have different actions that they take. Like if you mm-hmm. place a white one, you get to take a bonus action if you pay a potato. Which I didn't actually go into details on this, so say that... Yeah, keep talking about yeah, that. So, so the yellow one, if you play into a new area, then you can pay. also pay. Um, is it a potato again? Is that right? The yellow one is actually, oh, yeah, you the, pay one less. That's right. The, the yellow one is one less. So you pay one and less And if you go potato. into a section, then you get a, a, a double action. That's right. So the blue and the green allow you to just get double actions if you place on those spaces that are matching the color. The red allows you to take a warrior card mm-hmm. as well as to take one of the meeples of another color. You can't take a red meeple, but you can take another meeple color off of the board and then take it into your possession because you're not drawing up meeples. You have to actually take actions to get new meeples into your hand um, or pay resources at the end of your turn. Uh, did that, that cover all of them? I, I feel like I'm missing one. The the warrior. I said the warrior. That's the, yeah, that's the one I was just talking about. So the oh, red, red, yellow. Sorry, white, I was thinking, blue, I was looking at green. Yeah, that's all of them. That's all of the all the meeples. White. Um, yeah, about, white. Yeah, yeah you white. talked about that earlier at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, that's one of my favorite things. I'll, you know, I'm trying to think of other games that do that. Key um, Keeper is one that. Yeah, that has, I love that mechanic. That has an element, but it plays out very differently in this one. Like that one, it's just like you're getting a bonus action for it. These they actually all do different things. The red or the sorry, the blue and the green 
do the same thing, but all the other yeah. ones are very different. And so you're thinking about what kind of meeple you want to be able to place out on the board. And the decision with, with that aren't just what are the extra actions that you're going to get, but can I get double actions by, you know, if there's already a, a white or a yellow one out there, I might want to get one so that I can take the double action. Or a triple spot. action. Even, or a triple or three, action. Yeah, four, right. I mean, you could do it. There's way, I mean... I've definitely had four action points many times yeah. over the course, which is it's pretty awesome. Yeah, but there's a lot to think about with that in a in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think love so. those decisions with the what type of meeple to it get. It takes worker placement to like that next level. I'm not just placing it, getting a you know action or whatever. I'm like, I got to think through and what bonuses do I want? Um, but you also like at the end of your turn, you're going to be picking. We have to pay a potato or a corn, which is a food. Oh, those meeples are cool too. By the way, the corn and potato. Yeah, those are cool. Those look really neat. Yeah, so you'll you'll be you'll be paying one of those potentially to take a a, a meeple back. There's also a secondary action that you could get. I mean, to get a meeple, you could take a a, um, a meeple from the village area or whatever. So like you're also, I mean, you're thinking through. You're watching the board. You're playing your meeple, but at the end of your turn, or even during, if you're doing a secondary, you're thinking, which one do I want? Oh man, I really want to play this meeple in this spot, but oh, that's the perfect color in that village. So I've got to take a secondary action to go get that perfect yeah. color because there's none in the. I got it's. I can't remember if I'm saying the words right or not. Maybe the village is the the line. I don't remember, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. <clears throat> so, like that's those are really interesting, interesting decisions. And then on top of that, I didn't mention this um, earlier when it comes to the cost for sending out the workers, but. There's also these stairs in the game, which are really smart. And so when you're going down the terraces, it's going to cost you two extra to go to the second or five extra to go down to the third. Which is not a five, lot. Five which is a lot is a of lot. potatoes, or it's potatoes or corn. Right. But if there's stairs there, you pay two less. And there could be two sets of stairs. But if they're opponent stairs, you get to use them and you get to pay less, but your opponents get a victory point every time you use their stairs. Yeah. So like that's a really cool potential engine building for points, but also help you get cheaper. But what's so interesting about that is maybe you build stairs and you like that discount, but you don't move your high priest. Your high priest has to go clockwise around. And those high priest actions can be super powerful, yes. which I think is why one of the reasons you beat me the last game is you were a lot heavier on those. I kept sitting there going, I've got the stairs or these two stairs and I want to do actions here. <clears throat> and you were just plop, 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 plopping around the board. Well, okay, so the first game we plopping played... Plopping around the board, is that what I just said? <laughs> the first game that we played, we recognized that we didn't move the high priest around enough. Yeah. We kind of stayed in our area and took those actions that were listed there, which, you know, that's fine to do. But like you said, those high priest actions are can be really powerful, especially yeah. if you build... So if you the, do it, you have to do it at the right time. Right. And you, you can't just do it. Yeah. You kind of want to potentially build an engine around one of those or maybe, maybe two of those spots. So for me, in, in the last game that we played, I went heavier in the in the Warriors. Mm -hmm. and Conquesting. In the Conquesting. So I was getting a lot of cards, a lot of cards. I got a ton of cards at the beginning of the game. And then you have to take the Conquest card to play those Warrior cards in order to... The conquest action. Yeah, you yeah, sorry, power. Conquest, yeah. yeah, that's right. Conquest action. You have to be able to take the Conquest action to be able to play those Warrior cards to take your uh, disc to put out into those different Conquest areas. Now, those give you resources, they give you points, they give you a lot of different things. But when you do that, you're going to have to either, like you said, John, you're going to either have to kill off or flip over your Warrior cards and then figure out ways to get new cards yeah. Or flip the ones over that are flipped over on their, you know, with the... And there's rejuvenate actions going. and stuff to flip them over and different things that you can do. Yeah, so, so I getting was going an engine heavier, with that is good, too. I went heavier in Conquest, but I also, 
I, I went heavier in some other areas too, I guess, but that was the area that I really focused in. But I moved my high priest around oh, a he, lot. He, I mean, he, and he killed me there. So <clears throat> what's interesting about this game is there's a lot of paths to score victory points. So I'll take a real quick step back to help people understand if you've never played. You have the conquest conquest region, like Dean said, which you can get resources, but you can also score victory points. But again, at the end of a festival, <clears throat> during a festival, whoever has an area majority scores victory points. Sure. And like that could be really powerful in a two-player game. We could talk about that. I don't know if we really need to. But everyone knows that it's going to happen, so it is what it is. You also have a temple track that you're going up. And for example, one of the god actions is you can spend as many uh, one, three, or six corn if you go there first, if you're the one that goes there, <clears throat> to go up one, I can't remember. Three one, spot. I'm sorry. One, two, or three spots. Yeah, one, two, or three spots. I think yeah. on the uh-huh. on the temple track. Um, which So you can score a lot of points going to the temple track. You also have these weavings that, that you're buying, or tapestries, which are brilliant in this game. Yes. <clears throat> It takes set collection to a degree to a next level. And it's one of those where you're getting these weavings and to put them into one of your tapestries, they can't have the same pattern. Um, so, but you can build multiple tapestries, you know, like there's a lot of games like that. Um, but what's so brilliant about it is on the ends of your weavings, there are icons. It may be three potatoes. It may be a gold. It may be a rejuvenate action or a... Paying a gold to move up on the temple. Yeah, or... and if you're able to match the ends of one weaving with the other on the on the right or left, they, they have one on each side, then during the festival and then also during an action that, that's on the board, you get to set your entire tapestry off. It's a huge engine building thing, and you get every bonus that's linked. Now, you could put the, the grueling decisions are, you can put something next to one that doesn't have the same icon, but you won't get the bonus, but you'll get... You get victory points at the end of the game for how however many are in your tapestry, which if you have like seven, I believe, you get 21 points That's per right. tap, mm-hmm. which is a lot of points. So you have those like, oh, man. And what's so interesting about this game, I think one of the most interesting parts is it keeps you super engaged because when your opponent's making moves, oftentimes they really affect you and give you opportunities to do things. Example, Dean takes by a weaving action. He gets to look at three. He can buy them for one, three, or six. One for one. I think that's right. Three for two and six for three. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't buy one or multiple ones, I can buy one for two corn. And so he's like picking weavings, but also trying to keep me from getting ones that are good, which you did a lot of, which is smart. You have to do that in this game. Mm -hmm. But then in addition to that, like the God actions, I can go up and I can spend these corn to go up the temple track dean can usually do a lesser action he can he can spend three to go up one one spot which is a lot spending three to go, <clears> up, to go one up one spot, spot is a lot but you kind of have to do it at some yeah. points and for every up. god action every time you do it you get a little bit more powerful but everyone else can follows it can follow it yeah so there's a lot of that in the game where when a player's play in an action that you are being affected and you can do something. And that's one thing I love about it is it just really keeps you engaged throughout the entire game because of that. Yeah. All of those high priest actions, uh, it, you know, I, I guess it kind of equates to something like a Puerto Rico. The high priest is, you know, you move them around to take an action, but the, everyone can do a lesser version of that. Of action what you're can, doing. Yeah. yeah. Or um, you get some kind of bonus. You can flip over two tiles instead of just one. Right. You know, um, or something like that. Yeah, or something costs you know is free and it costs you know something to other people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I really like that too. Now, okay, 
I'm going to get on to some negatives because we kind of hit on some of the... the well, before you say that, I forgot to mention there's also um, buildings that you can purchase in the game, and those give you engine building as oh, well. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. a really uh, that's, important part. I had so that in my get, notes. And so you can do... Yeah, you can do like a... Go into a production action to get two corn or or whatever. But you also have buildings that you can build that just give you uh, perpetual bonuses. If this action is played, then you get this. Or if that action... So there's a lot of different little engine building things. And then another thing that we didn't mention that's super smart is the god yep, statues. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And if you have a god statue, that you, they're expensive, can be expensive to buy. You can get big god statues that are really expensive that score you a lot of points, or little ones that don't score you as many points. They do the same thing, you just don't get as many points. Mm-hmm. And you can't go up the temple track as much if you have if a you small one. If you turn those one. in later yeah, on. Yeah, if you turn them in later on. But if you have a god action, and then you do an action with the same symbol on it, that you have the god, then on that card, the god cards, you get like two resources usually. Right. And so, like, you're building an engine of, man, I've got this squiggly mark, and now I'm going to that action, and I'm playing the god card. And because I have the god, I get taters, and I get a new another worker. That's awesome. Like, that's a big deal. And potentially, you can keep gaining that card back into your hand. Sure. If, you know, if, if, it's, if it doesn't get shuffled into the rest of the deck, and it stays out in the display, and you really like it. When you it, play it, you put it into the display. Yeah, you might pick it back up later on. Uh, yes. Which is... Which is Again, another another, another really piece. smart thing. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. There's Some a lot negative. of, but I think that you kind of hit on it though, John. All those different little uh, engine building pieces in this game are are, are really cool. I yes. like that a lot. Now, a couple negatives for me, and I think it's okay. I've only played this at two player. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I don't know if this is specific to two players, but in the last game that we played, I screeched up that temple track. And I could have gone another, I think, four spots on mm-hmm. that. I kind of, I tend to like in games where you're moving up on a track where... It's very difficult. It's difficult. Like, okay, you're going to have to really focus on that. And I did. I focused a decent amount on it. But, or if I get to the top, maybe every time I go up another level, I'm getting more points or something. I got you. You know, that that was a negative for me. You wanted to keep scoring. You wanted to beat me even worse. That's maybe. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, about that track. I will say that I've, you know... I think in that game that we just last played, the game can last. I mean, a long time if you're mm-hmm. if you're because it, 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 the festivals yeah. are 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 set off by taking workers back basically when all the workers in the whatever section of the board, the village section or whatever. Yeah, it's the village. I was doing. I was saying it wrong before. The nomad section is the is the one that you can do with the secondary action. But if you're taking workers from the village, whenever those are all gone, so that last game we played, Dean, lasted. We a long we, time. we were we it lasted a long time. So you know, I've played games and played games with my wife where we didn't get near the top of the track because we were taking a lot more of those village. Which I like that because it makes the game feel. I like the Maracaibo, like those games. It's paced based on how you're doing things. Uh-huh. And so you're you're trying to go, oh, crud, Dean's trying to hurry this up. What do I do? He's slow playing it. Should I hurry it up? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. And so it does have to do with that, which which I'm a fan too. Actually, that was in my final thought comment. Now I'll, I'll go ahead and mention it, what you said. But that being able to control how long the rounds take is something that I find myself liking more yeah, and more these I days. I do too. Um, and this, this very much has that. Like you can control. Now if you end the round, if you're the first one, you know, if you're the one to end around, you're going to get a token that gives you one, uh, one, four, one, one, two or four, one, two or four points, points. depending on what festival you're in. Right. Um, you get that as a benefit, but if you do that, the other player is going to get to take another action after that, which often is, is good to be able to take that last action yeah. of the round. Cause you can control some, some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you could get two conquests to go out and really control the area control or something like that. Right. Right. But I do, I do like that. 
um, I do like that quite a bit. Now, the other thing, the other negative part that I was going to mention is besides just screeping, screeching up that track, the tapestry cards. And again, this could just be in a two-player game. You do add mm. more tiles in a three and a four-player game. But in the games that we've played, we've run out of the stack pretty early. I mean, not early. I mean, in the second half of the game, but still like maybe with another like 25% of the game to play, sure. we don't have any tapestry cards. And so those spots become useless at that point yeah. right if you're if you're not able to get any tapestry cards th- then it's not beneficial now you can start taking advantage of those tapestries that you have in place because you know now i can go and i can take this spot that allows me to set off a All set off times. my tapestries which is really helpful but as far as gaining them you're not going to be able to do that and yeah. that's uh yeah i didn't like that i wish there were more tiles or something in there that allowed that not to happen but yeah, and I think the reason is, and I talked, Dean and I talked about this. I think the reason that that David did that was because if you got more tapestries, and I do, it is disappointing when they run out the weavings, but you could build a ridiculous tapestry that just goes. I think it would be too. Which OP. I did in the last game. I, I think guess. it would be too yeah. powerful potentially. I mean, I say that, but if everyone can do it, then sure. But I mean, you could really score a ton of points get a lot of resources all that stuff if it was ridiculously long so there is that tension though because it's sh- smaller like oh man maybe i should really go for this and uh, dean really kind of he did that to me a little bit he did really good he he controlled the area control and he got more tapestry bonuses and stuff out a bigger tapestry and it was it was really hard to come back i remember ending the first festival and i went dean i think you're going to beat me in this game already like and I, and I and in retrospect, there's some things I should have shifted and done different. Um, but he had a really strong engine. You had a you played really good that game. I'll give you props. I did. You played great. You played great that <laughs> I game. Did have a good game. But I even I made mistakes along the way too that yeah. I know that I could have even got more points. Beat you by more. Yeah. As far like as that. negatives for me, I hardly have any. Yeah. I'm just gonna. By the way, real. those are not huge negatives for me because yeah. I I recognize like not every game is gonna play out where this tapestry cards or tiles are gone and you screech up the track because you're going to want to speed up the game a little bit more. I mean, I would, the only thing that I would almost be more thematic, like that's almost the only thing I could think of. Like it's that it's a really great game. It didn't feel like you were doing these things. It, no, it didn't, you know, but I don't, here's the thing. I'm John's not a, a big theme guy. I'm not a big theme guy, <laughs> but like whenever the theme is great in anachrony, another game by David, like then like I see, I like theme. I do like it. It's just not my, I just don't, it's not what I really care about. I mostly care about the puzzle of the mechanics. Yeah. So, so but, let's, let's move into our final, let's do it. final yeah, thought. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll start off. For me, this feels like a heavier feld. Uh, there's lots of different things that you can do in this game. And I, the, you know, I've mentioned this in the past, John, but I often don't like games where you are forced to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And in this game, you're not for, forced to focus on one thing. In fact, you know, I was going up the, the temple track and I was getting... Uh, a lot of tapestry cards and I was able to, you know, get the, take the conquest action. So I was able to do multiple things and I didn't feel stuck in in doing one or two different things. And I I really like that in games. I I really enjoy the timing of the rounds Mm -hmm. um, that you can control that. I think that's cool. Another part that we didn't really mention, but I've seen this in a lot more games this year is that you, at the beginning of the game, you start off with cards and you're going to turn whatever cards you want to, you can keep cards but you're going to turn cards in yeah. for the resources on them. And that's the way you start off with your, your starting resources. Yep. And at the, um, at the end of each festival, you're going to be able to do the same thing. You're going to be able to keep 
um, or turn in up to uh, three cards. Five, three cards. Yep. Three, yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. going to be able to you turn in right. every round, turn up to three cards in for the mm-hmm. resources. So you have to make those decisions. Do I want these resources or do I need these cards so that I can place my meeples out on the board? I really like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say this game is amazing. It is so stinking good. I love the puzzly nature of it. I love all the different actions you can take. I don't feel like I always want to do the same thing. There's lots of cool things that you can do in this game and different, you know, focuses that you can have. And I, I think it's going to have a lot of replay ability because a ton of that, of it, I think. Um, and, and as well as the, you know, the building cards, the tiles that come out, the tapestries that come out, all those things, you know, really are going to shift how you're going to play the game. So for me, this one gets really high marks. This is going to get a nine, which is um, that would tie me with my highest that inc- rated game of the year. And one of your highest rated four ish weight games ever. Yeah, this this is one of my favorite heavier games yeah. for sure. It again, it feels like wow, a, it feels like a feld to me. Dean, yeah, baby, I love Man, it. Man, he love went it. from not even caring to giving a nine out of ten. Yeah, I wonder if that shift. I wonder if that's why because I didn't care about it before. I was just so shocked at how good this game was. It kind of upped it a little bit potentially. Yeah, I'm gonna give this game a six instead. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 fantastic. Nine, it's amazing. I agree with Dean. This game is fantastic. Uh, we've talked about it all. I mean, all the things, the the, the way the cards play when you put your worker out. Um, you know, the way the god statues matter. If you have those things while you're placing your worker out, those workers have special abilities and powers while you're placing your worker out. Um, the way that you can conquest to score points. You can go to the temple to score points. You can do the weavings to score points. I do think that this game is going to be, and the reason it's weighted at four, Dean, is because it's going to be overwhelming to a lot of people. My wife played it and didn't really like it that much because it was a little much. Like, she doesn't love it whenever it's like, what do I do? There's so many things to do. Yeah. I like that because there's so many things to explore. That's the way, like, I, I, I love exploration in board games. Let's explore going heavier to, on the tapestries this game. Let's explore going, trying to go heavier on the conquest this game. Um, not that you can't do other stuff, you can, you know, um, and all those kind of things. So I, I really, really like that about the game. There is so much to love in this game, Dean. So mm-hmm. much to love. David did an incredible job. Nine out of ten as well. Woo. Yeah. I, this, this might, could go up. This might be our game this of the year. This is so good. I've thought that too. I've, this I've could thought. go up. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh my gosh. I, I love like every right time now we it play could go it. up. Or are you going to raise it up right no, now? No, I'm okay. not. I'm not. Um, that's two games I've given nine out of 10 to this year, which would. Me too, I guess. Probably go but, into my top 50 ever. But this is the first that wow. we've both given this high mark. At, as at this point, when we're looking at one, this gets the, the Meeple Town seal, which I don't. We've only had maybe one other game this year that's gotten the Meeple Town seal. Mm. Alma Mater, is that right? Did that? I we, think so. I don't remember what you gave that. I gave it eight and a half. Maybe it wasn't. Actually, this might be the first. I don't remember. Wow. Now that I think about it. Anyway. Yeah. This just, I think the, the game that was leading before this was the thing with the game that we did, what, last episode or two episodes? Last episode? Paris? I think Paris was in the lead on games that Dean and I combined, our combined scores. Yeah. Uh, or, or maybe or maybe alma mater. mater. Both of them were really close. Yeah, I, I but think. this 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 is. I mean, our average is nine out of ten. There's we have no game like that. Not no, not yet. By far, I think. Yeah, right? this is so good. I mean, again, I, you've given one nine. I've given one nine, but they weren't on the same game. So this is a this is a goodie. Let it's me goodie. let me fa- let me say I failed to mention one thing that can be a negative. Certain games are more AP prone. This can be 
this is this can be reasonably AP prone because you're not there's a million spots to go to. You can go anywhere if you have the resources, right? But there's probably only about ten actions or ten things that you can get. Like you know they're they're multiplied all over the board. But you got to play a card. You've got to pick which worker you're going to send out. You've got to you know think about. If I go down this step, then Dean scores a point. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things. There's definitely times in the game where we sat back and like, oh, it's going to be a second for me to do this turn. Yeah. But it didn't feel like we did that a whole lot in the game. Yeah. You know, if we were thinking during our opponent's turn, it was going relatively quickly. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind that. I don't mind it at and I, all. And I felt like I was a little AP in this game, but I still didn't yeah, mind it. I don't mind it at all in this game. I just know that, you know, some people are more sensitive to that. And it could be overwhelming. I get why it's four out of weighted at four. Yeah. There's a lot of choices to make, but I think it's fan-stinking-tastic. Yep. I want to play to want and sue you all the time. Nine from John, nine from me. Let's get on to our pick six. All right, Johnny Meepletown, let's talk about our pick six, which is we're going to throw – what we do for a pick six is I'm going to throw shing, a topic. Shing, 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 John's going to answer shing. it. It's my Christmas music. We're going to do this six times. Okay. I don't know what that is. All right, so uh, – You don't know what that – that's the, the Christmas bells. Okay. Shh, 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 shh. Okay. Sure it is. All right. Uh, actually, this one's going to be more like a pick 12 because we're going to give – We're, we're going to give our give, own answers. We're each going to give answers. We don't always one. do that, but we're going to give our own answers. Okay. So here's my first question, Dean. You are buying them, and these are these are all about buying board games for people. All right, since it's Christmas, Dean, you are buying a board game for a Euro gamer, but this Euro gamer's only played games the last five years. We know people like this. We know channels like this. Mm-hmm. What older older school game, a game that's at least five years old or so, would you are you going to introduce them to? We could even go back more than five years. I just what, give me an older game they that you're going to say. Any. No, they've no, they just they've just been playing the 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 newer the hotness games. They haven't really had a chance to go back and explore some games from yesteryear, some good old games. Oh, give boy. me give me one that that you think. Hey, you gotta they gotta check this game out. They're straight up Euro gamers too. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. So my mind first went to El Grande. That's not my answer. Then it went. To I, I want to play that so bad. Puerto Rico is also not my answer. Yeah. Castles of Burgundy is my answer. Okay, that's a good answer. You like that? Yeah, you love Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking here. You know where I? I think I'm going to. Um, I'm going to La Havre. You know, La Havre came out in 2008. That's that's a long time ago. As before, I was in the hobby. I guess I didn't realize that. It's. Uh, I was surprised when I, I remember looking at that, going, "Wow, that's an older. I mean, that's a 12 year old game. That's that's relatively old for. I guess I'd play for the hobby. You know, the hobby that we're in yeah, right now. True. Like, I, I feel like. And that's just a, and La Havre is an absolutely brilliant game. So I would say you got to check that game out. It's, yeah, it's a good one. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right, John. This is one for this might be a Larissa game. So maybe you've actually thought about okay. this one. All right. So your gamer that you're buying for doesn't like take that. Okay. Mm. They like multiplayer wow. solitaire games. Is what I'm looking for. Ooh. A multiplayer solitaire game. All right. Mm. Are you are you thinking of one? I'm looking right now. You got okay. Yeah, I've got my I've got my list up here. Of games. So here's what we said. We said I'm going to throw it out there, but I need to be able to answer first. This is one I actually didn't have an answer for. Um, I probably have multiple ones on this one. I probably could have and maybe should have gone with Castles of Burgundy. <laughs> 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 probably should have gone with Castles of Burgundy on this one, but um, 
Yeah, I should have thought of an answer for this one. It's actually it's it's difficult for me because it's <clears throat> the difficulty comes in. What do we call take that a little bit? You know what I mean? Like some people could say, um, if we if we're how are we defining take that as like you're doing a direct action against an opponent, or are we doing one where we're playing Agricola and there's not that many spots early in the game, and <clears throat> it feels like it feels mean because someone's taking your spot. But no, not necessarily, because you okay. are, you know, in Agricola... I you wouldn't are, count that, but I just wanted to make sure. Okay. No, because you are kind of building your own, you're building your own thing up. Yeah. Um, one that comes to to my mind, which is... I could have said Lahoff. Maybe this is a weird one. Maybe I shouldn't have picked this one, but Istanbul kind of makes me think that, I guess. Yeah. You know, there is the interaction with the spots, and you're having to, if you want to take somebody's spot, you have to pay them, you know, to go there if they have one of their... Um, uh, yeah. people in one of their disc in there but at the same time you really are just kind of going around doing your own thing you mm-hmm. know like y- you have your own strategy that you're going with and yeah. you're just kind of sticking with that and you kind of do your your own thing so I, th- I think maybe that would be that might be my answer I think I go with a feast for Odin okay which is I, I, I mean right now like one of my favorite my favorite game of all time because I'm thinking of my wife and she is probably her favorite game Okay. And that's why, like, she, there's, you have, like, I like how you have, like, the Viking, like, you can go out for resources and attacky thing, but it's not against each other. I think she loves that about it. You know, you have to pay attention to what the other player's doing, but you're kind of doing your own thing, going out and getting your resources, putting the polyomino shapes out on your, on your player mat, scoring points that way. There's no, like, direct conflict at all that you're having with other players. And again, I think that's, that may be her favorite game of all time. So let's just, let's go a little feast for Odin. That's good. And you know, a lot of these are t- difficult because they are, you do have, you know, taking spots or whatever. Like there is going to mm-hmm. be player interaction in most, most games, but anyway, that's mine. Okay. So this is one, this is one that we've done kind of before, but, and I'm thinking of my cousin is why I'm actually having people generally that I'm thinking of when I came out with these. And I'm just going to say my cousin has played <clears throat> games like Catan and ticket to ride. Okay. A couple games has really been interested and it's it piqued his interest in the hobby. Where you go next? What game's next? What do you buy him for Christmas? He's played mm-hmm. Catan. He re- enjoys it. He's played, <clears throat> this is so many people, right? He's played Ticket to Ride, enjoys it, and is interested in exploring more. What game now do you buy him for Christmas? Okay. Um, I think this is one I actually was just thinking about yesterday. I don't. I think you could introduce this to people, but at the same time, I think it would be also a good next level game. Everdell is one that, that really sure, kind of sticks that in makes my sense. mind. Because I think that's maybe a little too much for a gateway. No, it can be used for a gateway. Just I, I, I did introduce it to my brother-in-laws, and they were a little bit like, huh? So like, I think it might be a little heavier than gateway, but if they really want to learn it, it's a great one for that. Yeah, yeah, I would go with that. Um, I'm going to go with what, what we talked about the game the other day. I'm going to go with Stone Age, which is what I actually did introduce to him. Loved it. He just thought it was amazing. It's such a – I remember the first time I played Stone Age. I was just, It was so brilliant. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it has enough layers of – I just played this the other day, by the way. It's good, isn't it? I like I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it has different – a lot enough layers that it might be a little too much for people. Like, you know, the civilization cards, the buildings, and – how the resources you gain resources. So I think, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I've, I introduced to him and he picked up really pretty quick. He picked that up a lot easier than a small world that we played. Like I, and he, and he liked this way better. I mean, you're getting resources and building things. Yeah. You know, to play optimal. He actually won the first game we played, so he played well. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I it's, a, it's just a great gateway game. 
Yeah. It's been around since 2008 as well. Okay. It's so Stone Age and La Hava have been out. They came out the same year. Interesting. I knew Stone Age was came out that year. But. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm going to change my answer for my multiplayer solitaire, by the way. Okay. I'm going to say Roll for the Galaxy. I don't know why I wasn't thinking of that, but that one you really are one. just doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, okay, I my next one. I've got like a list of seven here. Six? Six? I six. do too. I've got seven or, All eight right. or something. This one's going to be a little bit of uh, a little off the beaten path here, okay? Okay. You're not getting someone a game for Christmas, okay? Okay. They have all the games, John. All of them. You're looking at non, non-game gaming items. So maybe upgrades. You might be looking at okay something that that is you know like you could buy somebody a board game yep. table, but you're probably not going to spend no that much money. All right. So <clears throat> last year, my dad is a brilliant woodworker. He's he really is. He builds guitars, all this stuff. He surprised the heck out of me with these beautiful um, component trays. Component trays. Yeah. That were magnetic, and like I'm going to tell you, I have used. I've not, I didn't have my own component trays. Um, yeah, Dean did. And I have I use them every time I play a game. Every single deck of time. You know, I've got um, uh, dice trays and stuff, and I use them during dice games. But component trays, every single time, I'm going to buy him a set of component trays. You should buy me a set of component trays. Some of those, Dad. I need some. I don't have any at my house. Dude, I, don't, I have, keep them at the studio. They're so nice that yeah. he did. I set them on my table as kind of like a... A fixture or something like that. And my wife is not that upset about an it because they look so John good. John uses is an ashtray. <laughs> oh, no. <You> be- <laughs> what about you? What about you? Um, that that would be up there for sure. Yeah. For me, my pick is going to be the Geek Up uh, bits. What are they? What do you call those? Yeah. The, you that's know? what you call them. So like those little, they they use them in, um, uh, not Alhambra. What's the uh, game? Altiplano. Altiplano, Orleans. Quacks. Quacks of Quedlinburg. Yeah, yeah. The little components you that love replace the cardboard pieces yeah. in those, especially those bag building games. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Yeah. I like it. But then you know they also have the point markers and roll for the galaxy and stuff like that. They're all yeah. just really cool. Those the, the trays though for me is like if you I'm just saying this for y'all if you don't have component trays and you've just thought I just like buying new games which is kind of like I am go spend the money and get you some component trays you will absolutely love having them or just get ones that are super cheap you know they yeah. have they have the silicone ones that you can get you can get them at the dollar store just get like right. little plastic cups all right here's the last question that I do you, have you done 3 or 2 I've just done 2 all right we got we got to hurry we got i got something i got to get to sorry meeple town what are you going to buy me for christmas what yes what would you buy me what game okay and i have to pick you Okay. So what like so what game do you like Okay, so here we go. Here's a game. <laughs> I'm gonna get John a game that I know that I just thought this would be kinda of fun. I know that he'll be intrigued by, but also something that I, you know, really want to play myself too. Okay. Is that selfish? That's okay to do. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna say Ooh. I'm gonna say on Mars. Oh okay. no, 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 no. Oof. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I would that that's a good pick. I'm going to say Food Chain Magnate. That's okay. what I'm going to say. Because that's one I know you've wanted to try. That one, I feel like that one really, really intrigues you. But I doubt it's going to be one that you pick up because it's going to be real expensive. By the way, I'm not actually going to get you this because it's too expensive. Oh, no, no. We're not We're not actually doing this. Um, but if I had unlimited funds and I was going to buy you a gift, this is what I would get you with the expansion. Yeah. How about and that? And you want to play. Which would be so like there's a little selfishness in these games. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm going to give a game to you that I don't know if you have played or not. And if you own, I mean, you may have, the problem was Dean has so many games. I'm not sure. Do you own Macau? No. I would get that for you. Yeah, that would be a great pick too. Yeah. I've wanted to play that one you for a long Feld. time. You love Feld. It's one that you've been wanting to play for a long time. I would like to play it as well. Can you buy me the Queen upgrade? Oh yeah, the Amster- new one. Amsterdam, is that the Macau one? It, it, I don't know if that's or Bruges. I can't remember. I can't remember either. It's I think one. Amsterdam is Bruges maybe. Did you, 
Did you back that for me for Christmas? No, I didn't. Oh, John. Thanks. You would have been super excited, huh? <laughs> you would have been hype on that. Yeah, because I really wanted that, but it's it too much. But yeah, I really, really want to try that. I almost want to say Anachrony. I really think you're going to like that game, too. Like, I, I can't wait to play that one with you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. All right, so for my last one, ooh. All right, I was going to pick one, but that's that. I'm going to change it now because I think that'll be a little bit different. Right? I do have one more. Okay. A video gamer. All right? Mm-hmm. You got somebody who, who digs video games, and you want to introduce them to board games and, and show them that board games can be fun. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't have to be a video game theme game. It would just be something you would introduce them to. Yeah. Um, it's simple for me, I think. Uh, a game this, this year or whatever, Project Elite. That's it's, a good pick. It's fast. It's yeah. upbeat. You're rolling dice. It feels like a video game. Um, I would actually really like to play Star StarCraft, the board game. I've heard some good things about that. That's out of print. But mm-hmm. I, I think I think Project Elite is the a really great game for that. That's a really good pick. And surprisingly, that actually wasn't my pick. I had two in mind, but one I think might be a better one. Um, I'm giving like multiple answers. Okay. Uh, uh, Kingdom Rush. Okay, is one that I thought of because it, it actually is based. I've on never a video played that, game. so uh, I've just sold it. It's going to be one we review soon, but uh, it's fun. But then, I, then I think maybe not like the video game theme. So I'm going to go with Zombicide, which is another command game game. Zombicide is really thematic, rolling dice to kill a bunch of zombies. Just a lot, a lot of fun. Like that one quite a bit. So yep. there you go. That's our pick six. That's we're, it. We're done. We're done. Tell them how they can get in touch with us, John. All right. If you are um, enjoying our podcast or whatever, we'd love for you to rate it. Go to MeepleTownGames.com to see all of our stuff. At Meepletown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Merry Christmas, Meepletown.